At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. I am live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, and my partner James is along via Denver, Colorado, as we kick off hour number two of the program. And boy, uh, kicking some tail down there in Big D, James. I hate to tell you, but uh, that first half under is looking pretty dicey right now. The Dallas Cowboys get a pick six out of Taylor Heineke. Demarcus Lawrence tips the ball at the line of scribbage, bats it to himself, and he scampers the other way to pay dirt. And Dallas now up 21 to nothing on the Washington football team. How about this for your in-game spread? The Dallas Cowboys, a 25-and-a-half-point favorite, and your total is 12 points above where it closed prior to kick. We were at 46-and-a-half at kickoff. Now the live total at 58-and-a-half. And, you know, we talked about it in our brief preview of this game before they did get underway down in Dallas uh, that the Washington football team was really banged up. They're on a short week. The offensive line is missing some pieces. They're missing some pieces on defense. But I tell you, I think you got to give hats off to Dan Quinn here, the former Atlanta Falcons coach coming over as defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. This team has really been putting it together on defense the last handful of weeks. Well, and it sure helps when Washington decides, you know, we got a bad offensive line, a bunch of newbies up there up front. 
we're not going to try to do anything to take any pressure off of Taylor Heineke. We're going to come out slinging the football. They've rushed it twice. He's thrown it seven times. He's thrown it twice to the wrong football team. He's been hit basically on every throw that he's dropped, on every drop back that he's had. Uh, I, I just... Yeah, I think for da- for Dallas, they're going to look good in this spot. It's just a, a really bad spot for Washington having to come in here, not only with the injuries, but the the, the short, the, the back-to-back travel on the short week here. And it's not a good football team. And we saw that. We've seen that most of the season with this Washington with this Washington roster. And now with all the injuries on both sides of the football here, nah, not going to worry about Taylor Heineke. And Heineke said, you know, if you're going to keep putting me back here, I'm not going to. He did his best Teddy Bridgewater impression <laughs> of trying to make a tackle on a turnover. He had no intention of trying to knock down Lawrence. He just slid right by him. He was safe at second. You can call him good here, breaking up the double play. I think here with Taylor Heineke, yeah, the first half total, that's a sh- that, that bet shot. But now I'm definitely in line for Taylor Heineke to go way under his 200. 23 yards passing because <laughs> I just don't know where they're going to go with how long he's going to be able to stay upright in this game. They're going to keep hammering here. And then of course he throws into double coverage and it comes down with it for a 40 yard, 50 yard pass for Heineke. So I'll scratch that. Can we go back and edit what I just said about Heineke going <laughs> over his yards total? Well, it is confusing and maybe Antonio Gibson, uh, maybe his foot is hurt, uh, is hurt worse than we know, because why would you only run it twice? Uh, still out, not out of the first quarter yet in this game, just under the two-minute mark, but uh, Heineke does throw deep there and completes one. So uh, I, I'm with you. I don't understand why they've gone away from the run game when uh, Heineke has absolutely no time back there in the pocket. Let's talk about some of the contest results from Week 16, the Circa Millions contest, the Circa Survivor, and, of course, the Westgate Super Contest, the top five most popular picks in the Westgate Super Contest were the Dolphins. Of course, that will be played on Monday night. The Bengals laying a stale number of just two and a half. Of course, that moved quite a bit uh, when the news continued to come in about the Baltimore Ravens, their starting quarterback situation, among others. The Buffalo Bills catching two and a half points. The Cardinals, a Saturday game, minus one. And then the Chargers, minus 10. Uh, The Cardinals and the Chargers, as favorites, both lose outright. The Bengals and the Bills both win. And then, of course, you have the Dolphins pending uh, circa millions, similar picks here. The Bengals were a winner, the Dolphins pending, the Cardinals a loser, the Bills a winner, and then the Packers on Saturday laying seven points. That was a loser. So both contests at two and two for the consensus plays with the Dolphins pending on Monday night. And we talked about this on the Saturday show, James. A lot of these picks were made in reference to the line movement and we got you know we continue the last couple of weeks we get late injury news or late covid news or both and we see these contest lines sometimes three four five points different from what the live market is offering yeah and especially like the Bengals and where that closed that in particular with the ravens and the fact that they had to go to their third string quarterback josh johnson to have to come out because of the injuries and the COVID situation that happened late for the Bengals. and you take advantage of that knowing that at least within the circle millions that number that that line was in favor of the Bengals sitting at three and i, I think it i know it closed around seven seven and a half for the Bengals and and you can take advantage of those sometimes. You can find the better line movement because those are static lines. But then you also have to consider the motive of these teams coming in. I think for the Ravens, yeah, it was only a matter of time before they got caught up to just all the injuries and issues going on with that team. It was eventually going to catch up to them where they just weren't going to have they weren't going to have the horses to be able to do it. But then you think about last night, Saturday night, the Colts going in shorthanded. 
but it's the Cardinals. Well, what have the Cardinals been doing now that they've been playing this role of favorite? And I know they were just a, they were a short dog in the Circa Millions contest at plus one, but a lot of faith sometimes going in and considering where their opponent currently is and a Colts team. Yeah, they had some issues on the offensive line, but this is a Colts team that's found itself offensively. It's found its identity and they have motivation to basically try to continue to win, not too much to win their division in the AFC South, but they need to continue to win to try to get into those playoffs, which they've been doing and they've set themselves up very nicely in the AFC to be able to snag one of those wild card picks. So you can do it just based simply on the number, but you also just have to look at the, the state of the teams coming in where is that collective mindset? And I think a team like the Colts, they continue to rally regardless of injuries and or COVID. This is a team that it gets better and better each week. All right, let's switch over to Circa Survivor where it is getting very, very interesting. Of course, this week, this one week 16 was really two weeks in Circa Survivor. You had Christmas week uh, where you had to choose one of three games, the Thursday night game between the Tennessee Titans and the 49ers, and then the two Saturday games, the Browns visiting the Packers and the Colts at the Cardinals. We went into the week with 16 remaining uh, contestants in Circa Survivor. And after uh, the Thursday game, we had three people fall out with the 49ers losing outright. And we had one player survive who was on the Titans as an underdog in that game. So we came into uh, the Christmas or the the Christmas week with uh, 16 teams left. We went into Sunday with 13 teams left. And then by the time we got to, they had to do a second round, if you will, within the week, we had just nine players remaining. And so for today's round, we had nine selections, four of which were on the Chargers, three of which were on the Philadelphia Eagles, and two of which were on the Atlanta Falcons. And boy, the Chargers move all the way to 13-point favorites and lose outright to the Texans. And four players go out in Circa Survivor because of that. And after all the dust settles, we are down to just five players heading into week 17. Well, and not only that you mentioned the Chargers and in complete this unprofessional effort, that's what you get when you don't have respect for your opponent. You want to show up like that and just think you're playing in the backyard. I mean, you've got, you, you've got, there was no focus for that Chargers team coming in. They had their own injuries and COVID issues, but so do the Texans, devoid of talent. And I think anytime you're a competitor and you see that your opponent is disrespecting you this way, just slinging the football around like they're in the, they're, they're at the park. Yeah, that's going to get you fired up to want to get after it. And that's exactly what the Texans did. But also the fact that, yeah, you lost four players or four entries in the circuit millions with the with the or survivor with the chargers but how about the falcon that falcons game oh, yeah. and detroit detroit's <laughs> been such a spoiler this year so many games have come down to the wire so many close games whether they closed and won those games a couple of them obviously that they have but some other ones where they were ahead late i think about baltimore early early in the season where it took a, a, a all-time record kick from justin tucker from the ravens to be able to win that game late and then the other side too where they they pulled off a couple big upsets almost had it today did the Detroit Lions they were first and goal in they had a first and goal situation with what 40 plus seconds left and timeouts had an opportunity to win that what a sweat for those two there were two that were on the Falcons and I'm sure having to go with the Falcons depending on where they were at not not a lot of confidence going in it was more obviously a bet against Detroit and the issues that they had with going to their backup quarterback situation but 
man, Detroit sure made it as interesting all season long. That's one thing I think we'll have to look at, Brady, and go back through Detroit's all of their games throughout the season. Not only the folks that were eliminated with some of the losses, but also some of those close games like we saw today that were absolute nail biters down the stretch. Yeah, we had uh, the 49ers take out three people, the Arizona Cardinals take out four people on Christmas Day, and then the Chargers take out another four people on the day after Christmas on Sunday. And those Detroit Lions you talk about, I mean, they've really been the grim reaper for Survivor contestants, right, James? You mentioned, uh, you know, just a near miss today. They took out a lot of people. Uh, It was just a couple weeks ago when they did upset the Minnesota Vikings, their first win of the season. That took some people out of Circa Survivor. And then you recall it, it was bad. I mean, when they tied the Steelers, that took some people out of Circus Survivor. And then I know you yeah. were one of the players remaining uh, that did uh, survive in advance when they played the Vikings in the first matchup in that division rivalry. <laughs> they only lost that game by two points. That was down to the wire. The Vikings hit a 50 some yard field goal just to survive that one. So Detroit has been the absolute sweat box for Survivor players this year. I know. I guess thinking about that, you got to find that one team of which team just to avoid and stay away from. It would be the Detroit Lions. They had a close game with the Cleveland Browns. I remember that game. Felt like they had an opportunity to win that game late, and they were shorthanded in that matchup against Cleveland too. Yeah, sometimes now I wonder where thinking about the remainder of the season for the Detroit Lions, and depending on where people have and what they have left remaining, we can look at that next week. They still have games. They have games at Seattle and a game against Green Bay. I think right now Detroit is, if I'm still in Survivor, that's probably a team that I'm going to completely stay away from just because, yeah, you still need two more wins to finish this thing out. But I, I'm going to stay away from the Grim Reaper, like you said, of the Detroit Lions. Five remaining Circus Survivor contestants. Their inherent value of their ticket is now worth $1.2 million. $6 million, of course, to the winner. We'll see if that is a A decided winner in week 17. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. off of a VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money's going on every game. Sign up today, and you also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game. It's only $39 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And Sunday Night Football got a little more interesting there, James, as the Washington football team gets in the end zone early in the second quarter, about 13 and a half minutes still left to go before halftime. And they cut into the Dallas lead, now 21 to 7. Dallas remains a 23 and a half point favorite in the live market. And your total continues to shoot up. Now all the way to 64 and a half. And uh, James, uh, it was that big pass by Taylor Heineke. You talk about having the under on his yardage total prop there. Uh, that was really the play that did it for the Washington football team to try and get back in this game. Yeah, the 48-yard pass over the top to Deami Brown, who the safety rolled over there. He just misjudged it. He was double-covered. The safety read the read the route and got there, and it wasn't like he was wide open. He just had to go up and make a play. Did Brown to go up and take it from two Cowboys defenders. Yeah, I, I think for Washington, it's going to be – they're going to fight, but they just don't have the horses to keep up. And I think this defense, we're seeing it right now. The lack of depth is going to continue to start to show out as this game progresses where they're going to start to – that defensive line is going to start to get worn down. I mean, Dak Prescott is – he's 15 out of 16 right now throwing the football, 173 yards and two touchdowns. That means every time he's dropping back, the Washington is putting their head, to, you know, hand in the dirt or hand on the turf and having to rush after the passer with not much of a rotation. You've got a rookie at middle linebacker and a lot of injuries in that secondary. How much more? How much fight can we see out of this Washington football team? I'm not going to get involved right now, Brady, with this game sitting where this number is currently. You talked about the total sitting. I see it now at 64 and a half. So I just don't know if Washington is going to be able to get off this field 
at any point in this game. Well, Dallas is knocking on the door again. You talk about Dak Prescott. He just ran for a first down. They will face second and 10 now from the 19-yard line of the Washington football team with a 21-7 lead already and 11 and a half minutes still to go in the first half. Uh, we were talking about this game just a moment ago, but I want to revisit the Los Angeles Chargers in Houston to take on the Texans. And the Chargers were coming in on extra rest. They had lost to Kansas City in overtime last Thursday. And Houston was off of a win over Jacksonville, a season sweep over their division rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars. There was a ton of injury and COVID casualties in this contest throughout the week, but it ended up seeing the Chargers get some late money on Sunday morning, and they steamed all the way up to a 13-point road favorite with a total of 45-and-a-half. And we talked about this on Saturday, James, that you and I kind of were leaning towards the Texans side here. The Chargers had two division games coming up on tap, and we thought this might be a little bit of a flat spot, a look-ahead spot for the Chargers. And, boy, I didn't think it was going to be this ugly. Uh, it was 34-23. to 23. The Texans were leading the Chargers late in the game with about two minutes left to go. And Justin Herbert threw a pick six, and that was really the end for the Los Angeles Chargers. And again, those four Circus Survivor contestants, 41-29, to 29, your final, as the Houston Texans pull off the outright upset. Just no focus and competitive effort out of the Chargers on either side of the football. Herbert just slinging the football around. He threw one late down the middle, just thinking he's back. He's he's out at the park or in the backyard slinging the football here, and I think this is what you see with the Chargers team that it's a young team and obviously a young quarterback, a new head coach, young head coach to that standpoint as far as experience running a ball club, and where is the collective focus? I think that's always the challenge when you're a team like the Chargers fighting for the playoffs, but you're playing a bad football team in the Houston Texans. And yeah, you've got some COVID issues of your own as far as that Chargers roster, but there was a laundry list. I think the Texans had 21 players, 22 players when we talked about this and discussed it on Saturday night that were in COVID protocol. That's half the roster right there. What does practice even look like for the Texans? But when you're a competitor, Brady, I think that's what you see is guys step out on the field and they clearly know if your opponent is bringing it or not. And the Chargers were not. And that's, the, you know, you get a little get a little ticked off in those situations. Like, hey, we can still compete. We're, we're professionals here too. And we saw that definitely on both sides of the football, but really Rex Burkhead. I mean, what a tremendous that, – that kid, and we've seen Burkhead around. He's a veteran, been around, bounced around for a while. He had almost 150 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Man, he ran with passion today. He ran with competitive spirit, and that's what you're going to see when your opponent's taking you lightly. Good for the Houston Texans to go put it on a Chargers team that just thought that they could show up in Houston and that Houston would just lay down for them. Week in and week out, we see these kind of things happen in the NFL. You've got to avoid that. It starts with the coaching staff right there for the Chargers and the face of that franchise there with Justin Herbert. Yeah, no Guyton, no Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen for Justin Herbert and that offense, no Corey Lindsley at center. But you mentioned Burkhead. You know, it's been the last few weeks that that Chargers run defense has really started to improve, but uh, not the case today as Burkhead gets him for 146 yards on the ground. The Chargers 
will return home to host the Denver Broncos in Week 17. Uh, Denver just beat the Chargers in the Mile High City five weeks ago, 28-13. to The Chargers were installed as three-point favorites at home in this one over the summer. The Houston Texans, they will take to the road to visit the San Francisco 49ers. Niners opened as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite back in June. Uh, the Detroit Lions, fresh off of their big upset of the Arizona Cardinals, they went it to Atlanta to face the 6-8 and eight Falcons, and they did so without Jared Goff at quarterback. Tim Boyle got the start for Detroit, and this line jumped in favor of the Falcons. They closed as 7.5-point favorites with a total of 42.5, and, and this one got really hairy in the final seconds. The Lions had first and goal, trailing 20-16 to 16 with just 39 seconds left in regulation, and Boyle, who had been very efficient all day long on the first play, throws an interception and that sealed the win for the Falcons and two very sweaty Circa Survivor contestants. Yes, and, and Boyle forced it, too. You talked about its first down. They had a timeout or two in their pocket. There were no, there was no rush for that standpoint for the Lions. You basically have time for four downs from the inside the 10-yard line to, to take shots at the end zone to, to win that football game. And, yeah, fortunately for, for those two contestants moving on and Circa Survivor, good for, good for you, too. But here, I mean, the Lions – Talk about a sweat the entire game. The Falcons never had any kind of control this game. The game was tied at 10 at, at halftime. The Lions beat, when you look at the box score, the Lions beat the Falcons in every statistical category you can see out here, whether it was passing the football, rushing the football. Detroit ran for 130 yards today. And down to Jamal Williams, Craig Reynolds out there running around. Atlanta rushed for 18 carries, 47 yards, and Matt Ryan doing Matt Ryan things. Just everything's underneath short throws. Man, what a sweat. But thinking about the thinking about the Lions from that standpoint, we talked about the Falcons going into this game, and you know, they're they're six and eight, and the fact that there were six teams out there that the Atlanta Falcons beat, this is not a good football team. And the the fact that they were a significant favorite there, six and a half, I think, is where the, I saw it close close to kickoff this morning. Uh, the Lions, to their credit, and to Dan Campbell's credit, really, Brady, this is he's just a he's got these guys competing almost each and every week. Yeah, they they're the roster is really depleted and, and devoid of a lot of talent, but they make up for it with heart, with focus, with with the effort. They bring it, and I think that's something to that you're trying to establish and build a culture there. Those are things that can carry over, regardless of how they finish out the season and finish out, let's say they only have two wins on the season. They can take solace going back and watching game film and watching the rosters of how guys stepped in there and played hard each and every week. You can work with that. You can build on that. I think for the Falcons side, they've got they got more talent for sure, but this is just not a team that's very physical. I don't see them playing hard week in and week out. Detroit was the tougher-minded team today; just couldn't finish in that last instance at the you know basically inside the red zone to win the football game. Yeah, no, I think you have to give uh, the Fighting Dan Campbell's a ton of credit. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I'm trying to think back here; they really haven't had too many games this entire season that were just complete laughers. I mean, they seem to compete in just about every game. I believe they're about 10 and five against the spread. So they're absolutely exceeding expectations and they covered just about every number today. Of course, they closed as seven and a half point dogs, even the opener before it was uh, mentioned that Jared Goff was going to miss this game. They were about three and a half or four point dogs. So 
depending on when you uh, bet that. If you did bet it at the open, uh, you might have gotten a push there as well. The Lions will travel to Seattle to face the Seahawks. Over the summer, Seattle opened up as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Probably won't be that high. The Falcons will go on the road for a date with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo was released as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite when these lines first came out over at the Westgate over six months ago. The Dallas Cowboys are in the end zone again. Now 28-7, to they lead the Washington football team. Washington has the ball back, and they are into Dallas territory. Your in-game total now up to 67.5. Dallas remains a 23.5-point favorite in the live market. We'll be right back with more on the Pro Football Blitz. This if you missed any part of our show or anything on the Beeson schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen to your schedule itself. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast, Hoops, and many more. They're all for free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team, just about six minutes to go before halftime there in Dallas, and the Cowboys holding on to a 28-7 lead. They are 24.5-point favorites in the live market. Your total has dipped a little bit now to 63.5, and I thought that was a very interesting decision there for the football team, James, on fourth and six. So not fourth and forever, but just fourth and six. They were right at about midfield, and they elected to punt the ball. I mean, they're down by three touchdowns. They elected to punt it. Their defense obviously has not been able to stop Dallas. And then what do they do? They punt it into the end zone. So it's basically a net 25-yard adjustment there for the Washington football team. I think maybe Coach Ron Rivera needs to get his defense back on the field as quickly as possible because when they're off the field, they're fighting with each other yeah. on the sideline. <laughs> right. That's what happened. The last one, you had you had both. I think they're too big. They're their top pass rushers that are still out there, I believe, uh, got into. I think it was Deron Payne and and Jonathan Allen, I believe, having words next to each other. One of them took a swing at each other. So maybe Rivera's like, all right, save that fight for the field, and we need to get you on the field as soon as possible. But, yeah, to your point here, maybe the other part, too, is he's just trying to save Taylor Heineke's life right now. He has been hit and hit often he's been sacked three times he's also quarterback hit they've hit him six times and sacked him another three times he's only dropped back 11 times brady and he's been hit or sacked on nine of those 11 dropbacks so maybe he's just trying to save a little pace and keep his young quarterback from uh, getting put in the hospital kind of similar to what happened in, in the first game a couple weeks back all right, let's talk about our best bets. Of course, we throw these out on the Saturday edition of the Pro Football Blitz, and then we look back and grade them here on the Sunday edition. And uh, I was one of three, so not a great week for me. You split your two bets there, James, winning with the Las Vegas Raiders and losing with the New England Patriots. But we talked about this. We've had so many times where it seems like you're on one side 
with the traditional spread. And then I have the other side teased to a certain amount of points and uh, we're rooting for each other to fall in the middle here. And that's exactly what we did with the Raiders and the Broncos game. Of course, you had the Raiders laying a point and I had the Broncos teased to plus seven. And sure enough, the game falls Raiders by four. So we both cashed that one. There you go. And that's the benefit sometimes when you do teasers. For me, I don't. I, I the juice out here with most of the books that I see with teasers, it's not juice that I'm willing to lay. But those days of getting, getting minus one ten on teasers, at least what I used to get back here when uh, we played for information, you know, for fun only with uh, the locals, don't get that juice anymore. But what I do is sometimes I'll move those numbers, and I've showed we've I've shared tickets with you guys where I do some alternate line parlays, which in a sense is kind of similar to a teaser. But yeah, moving these numbers, especially when you're mo- moving numbers through key numbers with, in particular, the Broncos of where you had that for Denver, considering that it was just going to be a struggle really for both teams to score. Basically, the game played out as far as the scoring was concerned for both of those teams, the Raiders and the Broncos. There was no score to be had, especially on the Denver side. So, yeah, when you're be able to move those key numbers through, whether it's through most likely the, the six, seven, and even eight sometimes can be a key number. Uh, getting through that eight to get up to that eight, eight and a half number, that's pretty key. And so, yep, there we go. We had the had the winning side with the Raiders covering that short number at one or two, depending on where you got it. I had it. I actually had it at a pick, and then you got the plus side. So getting ahead of that number two, that also is key when we're talking about getting involved with teasers, right? Brady is, yeah, where where it opened or where it was when you played that teaser to where it closes is not always going to be the same. So it's got to be the timing of when you get those plays in too is pretty crucial. Well, and that's where I kind of lost on some of my other teasers here, too. I had the Baltimore Ravens teased up to plus 10.5. I had the Washington football team to 16.5. Obviously, that one's not over yet. I had the Steelers plus 14.5. Plus 14.5 on the Steelers looked pretty good if if Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey were going to be out of the game. Uh, Half of that combination changed. Uh, Washington, of course, I didn't know earlier in the week they were going to be missing so many players, especially on that offensive line and the linebacking core, Landon Collins now out for the season. And and the Baltimore Ravens, as the week went on, on those three plays, my number just got worse and worse. Yeah, and that's what we have to think, really think about now is when do you want to try to get the best of that number considering uh, with this COVID issue that's going on and, and what we've had to deal with. The, we've been dealing with it all season long, but in particular, these last couple of weeks, it's just been major outbreaks within all, almost, it feels like almost every roster is dealing with question marks of when these folks, can they come out of protocol? Are they going to be available? And we're going to have to continue that process. And we know now with the holidays, folks coming back off the holidays, what is next week and the next couple weeks, what is that going to look like? And is the NFL trying to figure out ways to loosen up on some of these testing protocols? I don't know what it's going to look like. So, yeah, I think that's kind of the risk. That's why, I mean, we're betting, right? We look at it as sports investing, but we're still gambling. It's still We're still taking a risk out there. And we know if we're taking a risk, you got to take the – if you risk it and you get the better number and or come later – you have lack of, you know, the lack of no knowledge of when certain players are going to have availability or didn't even know that was going to be an issue until later in the week or even through the weekend, per, per se, with now these games being played on Saturdays as well as Sundays. Yeah, I think we have to be mindful of to what extent are we willing to invest early in the week, whether you're doing teasers or betting these teams at all. 
Yeah, it's interesting. The last couple of weeks, there have been spots where you can take advantage because there's been so much fluctuation with the COVID and the injury news. I remember I had a teaser with the Cleveland Browns last week where I had them at plus seven and a half. And and you could have gotten even higher than that. The Raiders at one point were a five and a half point favorite in that game. There was incredible line movement in that game. I mean, the Browns were in the neighborhood of a six point favorite all the way to a six point dog type of thing. So, uh, you know, depending on when you jump in, you can really get an advantageous number. Uh, The other one we were looking for a middle on did not quite get there. And I think this was a surprise to both of us. I had the Buffalo Bills teased up to plus eight and a half and you were on the Patriots minus two. And, And we didn't, you know, we said it on the Saturday show. I just didn't think that this game either way, whoever won it was going to be by eight or nine points. And sure enough, Buffalo did end up dominating this game and and even covering some of those uh, numbers if you had, you know, the Patriots on a reverse teaser or something like that where they were catching eight or nine points. I think it was by 11 that Buffalo ended up winning this game by. Yeah, 33 to 21 for the Bills. And so much of that falls on the Patriots and the defensive side for the Patriots in particular. I know Mac Jones didn't have a great game throwing the football, but he was not put in a great spot considering the Patriots. That I was really thinking about, we know week in and week out, both offensively and defensively for the Patriots, you're not going to see the game, same game plan. And so it's it can be difficult sometimes to prepare for New England because what they do from one week to the next can look completely different. I just thought from the defensive side for New England, it was a very, uh, they played a lot of zone. It was a lot of this three-man rush. There was a couple times where they just rushed two. They dropped nine into coverage, and that was the game plan going in was they're going to try to contain Allen on the edges, not let him get outside and run, but they really didn't take advantage of that offensive line and all the moving pieces, parts because of COVID and injuries for the Buffalo Bills offensive line, and then they lost their left guard early in that game too, but didn't see a lot of creativity up front with the Patriots to try to confuse the, uh, not so much confuse Josh Allen, but confused the offensive line considering you had so many moving parts there. It was a very passive, uh, really passive game plan from the defensive side for the Patriots. And I think sometimes you take away the competitiveness and the toughness and the physicality of your team when this is our preparation going in the week. We're going to play a drop back and play a lot of zone coverage, keep everything in front of us. You know, to Josh Allen's credit, he was very patient, very efficient took what the defense gave him, was really efficient on third down. Isaiah McKenzie, I don't know where that came from. Man, I'm sure the Bronco fans here, when they drafted him a few years back, would have loved to have seen that from the old McKenzie here as a former Denver Bronco receiver. But I I think sometimes when you come in with this passive kind of game plan and say, we're not going to let them beat us, it was almost like we're playing, not so much playing to win, but we're playing not to lose here. And we'll let Josh Allen and that offense make the mistakes. Well, they didn't and you take away the physicality and the intensity from the Patriots because they did not tackle well today, Brady. They did not tackle well in space for the majority of that game, and I think a lot of that was because uh, of the passive nature of what they were doing in their coverage. Yeah, you know, that uh, approach by Bill Belichick defensively I thought was a little bit puzzling, and it was interesting how the Buffalo Bills were actually able to run the ball fairly successfully today. Devin Singletary had about 40 yards. Josh Allen, I think, had 60 yards. They had almost 120 yards on the ground, and that is really not the strength of their team. So, you know, that was a game, and we'll get to a couple others here before we finish up the program that I thought were very interesting on some of the uh, approaches by these coaches as far as their game plan. The Dallas Cowboys 
their game plan is working out very well so far. They are back in the end zone again, 35-7. to They are up on the Washington football team, and we've still got a few minutes to go before halftime. They are now a 29-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market. We'll be right back in just a moment. Stick with us on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote this is colin coward from the herd with colin cowherd Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an up front price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. 
Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. James Salinas and Brady Cannon back with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, keeping an eye on Sunday night football. And James, our guest from earlier, Alan Poupart, uh, covering the Miami Dolphins for the Finns Digest and Sports Illustrated. I think he was prophetic in saying they should have flexed this game, uh, that it was going to be an ugly game and a big mismatch. And sure enough, that's exactly what it is. I kind of thought Washington would show up today uh, in round two of their division rivalry. Of course, they dropped round one just a couple of weeks ago and I thought they might be uh, able to avenge that and not necessarily win the game but uh, keep it relatively close but obviously they have lost so many players due to injury here and this has just absolutely become a very ugly ball game now 35 to 7 worth a two-minute warning it's 35 to 7 worth a two-minute warning in the first half and Dallas is a 28 and a half point favorite in the live market your total is just under 70 at 68 and a half and I thought there was going to be at some point there was going to be garbage time coming in this game and it was start to get away from the, the Washington football team. And I was that was my only concern to get about getting involved with Taylor Heineke and his passing yards over because there'd be garbage time in that second half. Well, that garbage time is picked up early. It's sitting here at the two minute warning now down 35 to seven. Yeah, I mean, it's you can bring and they brought the effort and, and they're frustrated. We, we had talked the last segment. There's uh, I'm not going to call it a fight, but one of the uh, two defensive linemen sitting there on the on the bench and, and arguing. And one of them throws kind of a, a half hearted punch at the other. And it, it's just frustrating. These guys are competitors. You're playing the Dallas Cowboys on national TV on Sunday night football. This is your longtime rival and you're just getting worked. You're getting run. You're getting buried and you just don't have the horses to be able to keep up the roster is just it's so depleted right now because of all the injuries and COVID issues going on and you can have all the want to in that you that you can have out there but the want to is one piece and having the heart and the fight is is one but you still have to have some talent to be able to show out there and the I think it's just the inexperience on both sides of the football right now because of the the depth issues for Washington that Dallas came ready to play. You're on Sunday night football. You're at home. Yeah, you want to be able to sweep Washington because they got handled pretty good last year against this Washington football team. So can I always just think about what happened this season, but also think about when you're talking about divisional rivals and these teams play each other twice a year and sometimes even in the playoffs, teams remember what happened not only this year in the last game, but also last year and Dallas got handled pretty good by Washington. So this was an opportunity for them to not only clinch their division and clinch the playoffs that they already did, but also be able to put themselves and cement themselves to say, look, this is the momentum that we want to have going in the last few weeks of the season, rolling into the playoffs. And we talked about it a little earlier that uh, some of the game plans by certain coaches were confusing today. And maybe Antonio Gibson is just more injured than we know here. But uh, in the first half, he only has five rushing attempts. And, you know, that offensive line is so beat up. You wonder how they are going to ever protect Taylor Heineke if you're going to ask him to throw the ball all night. But again, no running game to speak of. Just five rushing attempts for Antonio Gibson, a battle for first place in the AFC North in Cincinnati. 
between the Ravens and the Bengals. Baltimore continued to have injury news and COVID casualties, and really this started in the preseason for this Baltimore Ravens team and has really started to pile up uh, incredibly in the last couple of weeks. Josh Johnson got the start at quarterback for the Ravens. This line closed at 7.5 in favor of the Bengals with a total of 43 and it looked like the Ravens might come up with another gutsy effort and keep this one tight in the early going. But ultimately, they just could not stop Joe Burrow. I think all the injuries and COVID and what have you finally caught up with this Ravens team uh, that depleted secondary. They were the victim of Joe Burrow to the tune of 525 yards passing James Four touchdown passes, no interceptions. He completed 37 of 46 attempts, and since he rolled, 41 to 21 over Baltimore. And not surprising. And we saw the number dictated, really dictated the fact that all those injuries and COVID concerns and the, the short roster rolling into Cincinnati for the Ravens there from opening where it was roughly around a field goal to closing. I saw seven and a half in number of places in favor of the Bengals. And yeah, it was going to come to a head at some point. And, and I think the thing with the Ravens is that we, we could, I feel like we've said that almost every week. We said it to begin the season with the Ravens and, Oh man, this roster just lost their entire backfield rolling into week one against the Raiders on that Monday night football game, right? Who was going to be in the, who was going to be in the backfield there with to complement the running game with, with Lamar Jackson. And it's just been all season long, whether it's the secondary, now the offensive lines have got issues, the linebacking core, you name it, every unit outside of the, the special teams unit when it comes to, to Tucker Everybody's been beat up and banged up on that team, but yet they can still they still competed and fought each and every game and came up short. Just think about the game last week against the Green Bay Packers and how competitive that was. It came down to a two-point conversion to potentially win that with less than a minute. So credit to John Harbaugh and that staff, but you can only go for so long until you run out of gas, you run out of horses, be able to go out there and compete. And then you got a Cincinnati team. Uh, really relatively injury-free, pretty healthy going into that matchup, fully confident knowing how they played against the Baltimore Ravens earlier in the season and knowing that this would really cement them as the, the front runner to win the AFC North playing at home in that capacity. Well, they didn't take it lightly, and I think sometimes these teams can let down a little bit, Brady, when you see your opponent and they just don't have the, the normal roster to compete against you. Maybe sometimes there's a bit of a letdown from that side, but no letdown from the bank in this particular matchup with Joe Burrow. You mentioned over 500 yards passing and four touchdowns. This game was, in a sense, over at halftime, 31-14. to 14. Maybe not so much on the scoreboard, but you could just see it coming. It was just, it was going to be a train wreck for the Ravens to try to continue to compete out there. So what, what are you going to do? I guess, what are you going to do with the Ravens going forward? Not going to know where they stand from a physical standpoint, not only through COVID, but, man, some, from so many players on. They got over 20 players on injured reserve all the heart and the fight you want, how do you sustain and how do you roll into now the question whether they can even make the playoffs? Well, exactly, and that's what I was going to ask next. They have now lost four games in a row, and they had a chance to take a couple of those games to overtime or what have you. You recall they went for two late in the game, and you and I both agree that that was the right decision. Ultimately, it's cost them a couple of games, and again, now they've lost four games in a row uh, and could be uh, on the outside looking in as far as the postseason. But if they get in, James, they, they finish up the year 
with the uh, Los Angeles Rams will come to Baltimore next week, and then they go on, or excuse me, they'll be at home for the uh, the remainder of the season. They're at home to host the Rams, and then at home to host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they're certainly going to have to win both of those games if they want to get into the postseason. But but what if they do? I mean. Even if Lamar Jackson comes back, it just seems like uh, the injury is beyond repair, really, for the Baltimore Ravens. And can they even make, uh, you know, can they even get out of the first week if they make the postseason? <laughs> right. Yeah, because they're if they're going to squeak in there. They're going to if they get in there right now. They're the they're the seven seed. Um, yeah, they got to play the Rams next week. That's going to be a tough matchup just based on where the roster is. But yeah, if they get in there. Now you're going to have to go play that number two seed. Man, that makes it tough. So you're going to play outside of the, the top team in the AFC. You're going to be playing that second top team there. And maybe it'll the be Ravens, a, but I think that's a third, a third visit or I, a, a, a triple header with the Cincinnati Bengals, maybe? It very well could be. How much fun would that be if That'd the Bengals get to that point and they end up being the two seed? Now, as far as the Ravens are concerned, especially because it's the division rival and they've handled you as well as they have the two games where you got swept this season. Actually, that would be a lot of fun to see because, yeah, the Ravens having to go back there. They'll be on the road, but this team doesn't care where they play. It's just a matter of they got to have some semblance of some offense and some healthy players out there. But I think if Lamar Jackson comes back, the one thing you will get when Lamar Jackson comes back because he's missed a lot of games, whether it's due to injury or, or illness, he's going to have some fresh legs once he finally steps back out on the field as opposed to some of these other teams that are having to grind through the, 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 the entirety of a 17-game season. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, let's root for that anyway. The Bengals and the Ravens a third time around in the postseason. That would certainly be fun. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they're trying to add to the lead here. They're up by 28, 35 to 7. They are leading the Washington football team just about the final 30 seconds here, down to 24 seconds left in the first half. Dak Prescott and company already in Washington football team territory once again, facing a third and short, trying to go to the locker room here with a few more points on the board, and that will fall incomplete. Maybe they'll try a field goal here and try and make it 38-7 before the half. When we come back, we'll see if we can get some halftime lines for you as we roll on right here on the Pro Football Blitz. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.